Man Up, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. I am Joe Stopulis. Today, I am going to discuss... Oh, my family vacation uh, most recently, but but more importantly, discussing finding God in nature, uh, doing hard things together as a family, and a myriad of other topics that come from uh, this recent trip that I went on with my family. And I wanted to share some of these thoughts and reflections with you. Let's start in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. And the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I was out in the mountains for the past two weeks. We left on August 1st, got back on the 14th, and this is becoming kind of an annual tradition for my family. And I'll tell you, I get lots of questions. My uh, my wife posts kind of a, a, some of the summary of our trip uh, as we go through it. And, and there's a, a couple of reasons for it. A, our, our family is curious on what we're doing. But B, there is some level of evangelization that comes along with it. It's really the only time uh, she posts on Facebook and basically the only time I post on Facebook uh, are, are these trips. And most of the reason we do it is that it, I would say for inspiration, right? We, we want to help people understand, especially – if you're if you've got a lot of kids like we do, that it is possible to get out and do things, right? That you don't have to be uh, stuck at home all the time and, and be oh gosh we can't we can't do anything fun as a family or we got to stay really close. Um, we were actually inspired by our own friends, uh, which is why you know choose wisely who your friends are because you'll become a lot like them. And we've been inspired over the years from our own friends, which is how we kind of got bit by the bug. And so now we're trying to kind of pass that on to, to others, saying there's a lot out there in this world, especially here in America, how blessed we are uh, to be surrounded by such incredible nature that we have. Uh, and, there, and there's also from a, from a Catholic standpoint, there's so many great things to see and experiences to have uh, when it comes to uh, many of the places to visit, many places of these great saints and heroes uh, of our time have visited and we can we can live through that and we can we can grow through these experiences. So, I'm just going to take you know an episode today kind of talk through uh what we do and what what I get and why we continue to do this and some of these lessons that we learn uh from going out into the wilderness, going out into the mountains, taking our phones and turning them off for long periods of time uh and and what that does for us uh each individually and then and then as a family. Again, I think this is something that both Kristen and I are are, are fairly passionate about that we are we're better people for this, where our family is closer because of these things that we're doing. Uh, and I think our relationship with God, especially in, in his creation, uh, is, is better than it's ever been because of the types of things that we're doing, going out and seeking him, seeking him in his creation. So we're going to head to short break, uh, and I will be back shortly to discuss uh, all things related to, to trips to the mountains, trips to the, uh, to the forests, and, and living together as a family in a tent uh, for two weeks. Stick around, we'll head to break, and we'll be right back. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Knights of Columbus Borman and Pfeiffer Agencies, serving Catholic families in Iowa, offering life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, and retirement annuities. The Knights of Columbus, the Fraternal Benefit Society, able to provide financial security to members and their families. Learn how Knights of Columbus agent Walker Borman can help at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801 or kofc.org. kofc.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis. And as I mentioned, I'm going to discuss a myriad of thoughts I had uh, when it comes to our family trip uh, that we just got back off the last two weeks uh, around, again, various topics, uh, really finding God in nature, doing things together as a family, going on adventure, uh, camaraderie uh, with other people. In the mountains, uh, there's a lot of things that I, I get out of these trips that I thought, hey, you know what, i got to take an episode and just talk through maybe a little bit of the X's and O's of what we do, but then B, you know, what what do we get out of it? Uh, and there's there's so much that I get out of it and we get out as a family that I think is worth sharing. So a, a little bit of the genesis to this, and people ask us all the time, you know, how did you even start doing this? I never went camping in my life. Zero times did I ever go camping until I was married. And I believe we had a kid yeah, I don't think Chris and I ever went camping just by ourselves. I think Rachel had been born before we even went camping. Uh, I did not grow up in a family that did this. Uh, we didn't go on a lot of vacations. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money, so we couldn't really do that. But when we did, it was usually to a, to a water park once a year kind of thing. Um, and so this was definitely new for me. And we actually had friends. Again, be careful who you choose with, with your friends because you're going to become a lot more like them. And we had friends of ours who invited us <clears throat> To, to go to Colorado with them um, years ago. This is when Rachel was, was first born. And they gave us a, a gift of, of showing us God in nature. And that was uh, to Rocky Mountain National Park. And they took us under their wings, uh, invited us into their family. And you know, we had a priest that would always, at least one or two priests would come with us. We'd say mass. And then we'd go hike. Same, come back, hang out as a family. And then same thing the next day, wake up, have mass together, or have mass after we hiked. But we were exploring nature. And I think we, we clearly saw in that, in that experience this, this connection between God and nature and finding God in nature. And how blessed we are in America to be able to, especially if you live in Iowa. If you live in Iowa, you are about nine hours to ten hours from Estes Park, which is Rocky Mountain National. You're about nine hours from the Badlands. You're, you know, I don't know, you can get to the, the Smokies in maybe 12 hours. You can get to a lot of cool parks in, in a day drive. And, you know, even from there, you go further. Uh, Yellowstone's about 15 uh, you know, there's a, there's a handful of parks. You can get to the Utah parks, and again, about 15 as well. Uh, so we can get there in a, in a day's drive, maybe two, to a lot of these places because we're kind of centrally located. Um, and so that, that was the, kind of the first bug. That, gosh, there was something spiritual about uh, about nature and and about especially these great, grandiose places uh, in our country. Uh, John Muir, for those of you who don't know who John Muir is, John Muir is a— uh, Oh, he, he's basically the founder of the National Parks Movement. He was, uh, if you ever watched a documentary, 
my Ken Burns PBS documentary on the national parks, uh, John Muir, especially at the beginning, is highlighted tremendously because he was you know, really the guy who, who got it started, more or less. And you know he's got so many great quotes, uh, and I'm going to share a few of them kind of throughout the, the, the day. Um, but John Muir was this guy who understood the importance of finding God in nature uh, and understood the importance of, of having that there's this, this part of us that longs for it. We are created for it. You know, very St. Augustine-like, that our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. God created us to know beauty and to want beauty. And he created the world beautifully. Um, and we, again, in America, are lucky enough that we have the ability to experience his beauty. Uh, you know, there's a few quotes. The first one I'll share is, in every walk with nature... One receives far more than he seeks, John Muir. You know, we, we go out into nature, and God can speak to us so well there. There's no, there's no cell, well, there shouldn't be cell phones. You should have put away. Uh, you can see the beauty. God can speak to you. One touch of nature makes the whole world kin. I'm going to talk about that, that one a little bit later. I'm going to talk about the camaraderie that I experience within this, this universal language that God speaks to us. In, in nature. Again, we are is in our DNA. We have it in our DNA. And, and because of that, we need to respond to it. We need to fill it up. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, on my, my personal Facebook post, you know, essentially, when you look at the, the beauty, again, I, I was in Glacier. We were in Glacier National Park these last couple of weeks. And when you, when you talk about the beauty of a place like that, there's no painting, there's no sculpture created by human hands that can compare. There's no, there's no movie that can move you to this level. There's no symphony, there's no rock concert that can take your breath away in the way that the mountains can. It, it just it can't, they, they can't do it. They, they lack the ability. Um, you know, my wife, Chris and I were just like, pictures can never do it justice, right? So we all, we all understand that you've taken a picture somewhere and you look back on it, gosh, it doesn't even possibly compare. It, when we were in, in Glacier, we were on the High Line Trail, which is basically on the continent of Levide, uh, at the top of the highest point in the park, and you just walk along it. So it's actually not a climb up. Usually these mountains, you're climbing up and you're going to do a peak. Well, this entire trail is essentially on the peak the whole way. So it's really neat. And we were just saying, not only do pictures not do it justice, our eyeballs couldn't even do this this view justice. And the point of that is that you know we can't even our, our brains can't even sometimes comprehend everything that's around us. And I'm not saying that in this case, right? So this is a very specific case of a very incredible uh, view. You can have nature speak to you at a, a local pond. Now you can just go to Raccoon River and sit in the pond and realize this is a beautiful place. This is a beautiful place. Now, obviously, I am uh, I am very bullish on getting out to some of these great grandiose places for various reasons. So one would be that, yeah, you can clearly see the hand of God working through um, through this. Another, another quote from John Muir, God's love is manifest in the landscapes as in a face. God's love is manifest in the landscapes as in a face. Obviously, we are to love people, and God created people for us to love and to live in love, but the, the world as well, right? He created it beautiful for a reason, the colors, um, he created all of these things 
for a reason. And he could have, he didn't have to make it beautiful, but he did. He chose to. So there's this level of finding God in nature that we have, uh, Kristen and I have, have been really, uh, you know, been hooked on. Uh, you go to these places and you cannot deny the existence of God. I just don't know how you can do it. I don't know how you can think that this is some random collection of atoms that got hit together at some really high speed and then a lot of carbon happened to shift together and then boom, we've got these beautiful mountains that happen to just, again, everyone agrees. This is beautiful. Uh, there's a line in The Abolition of Man uh, by C.S. Lewis. Uh, in The Abolition of Man, uh, there's this... Um, there's this book that they're discussing. And in the book, uh, C.S. Lewis takes uh, some serious problem with uh, this, this literature book saying that basically two guys are looking at a waterfall and, and one has the opinion that really the waterfall is just a waterfall. It's, it's, it's good. And the other one says, no, it's, it's great. It's magnificent. It's, it's beautiful. You cannot look at a waterfall, you know, a beautiful waterfall and say, yeah, it's okay. Because in his, in his view that there is truth in beauty that there are certain things that we as a society, as a people, as a human race, God has ordered us to know beauty, to know beauty and that, that those things are beautiful. So to say that this waterfall or this view of mountains is ugly or I don't really care for it, well, then there's something wrong with you. That's, there's nothing wrong with the mountains or the waterfall. There's something wrong with you for not, not understanding the beauty or being so jaded against it uh, because those things are are beautiful. And so finding God in, in the beauty around you. Yeah. So that's kind of the first part. The first part, and again, that's somewhat self-explanatory, I believe. I mean, I, I, I just know that for us, we, we seek out the beauty around us. We also, it really helps for us because you're forced to, to decompress, to turn the phone off. This was this was pretty substantial. Obviously, I went to a silent retreat about a month and a half ago, and I think that was three days without my phone. Well, this one, we were there. Our campsite did not get um, reception, and we didn't leave from like Sunday to Wednesday or something like that. And this is so during the work week's a little tougher. Um, but yeah, literally no reception, and so you, you you're forced to decompress. You're forced to just relax and enjoy what's around you. Okay. Uh, as far as the family trip part of it. And this is where I think this is actually important. You know, we're doing things together, right, as a family. I think there's there's definitely going to be benefit to that, that we're doing – we're physically doing activities together. And, and some of them are hard, right? So I, earlier this year, we did a trip after we had we were down in the southwest, and we had to hike a – this is an 8.5-mile hike round trip, which isn't – that's not terrible, but it was a 3,000-foot elevation gain, which is – if you know anything about climbing, that's just like a serious elevation gain. And to have my five-year-old do it, and my seven-year-old do it, and my nine-year-old do it um, was was pretty awesome. It was cool to see them do that. And same thing um, on this one. We you know we went on a ten-mile hike, and it was pretty hot. But you know, watching them uh, do these things that aren't necessarily easy, and they honestly they don't complain the whole time. If they complain the whole time, we might not do it. They they are pretty decent at it. But again, we just we do things together. Sometimes they're hard. Usually they're not. Usually they're enjoyable. We try to give them, you know, waterfalls or mountain peaks that we're going to climb to. Um, so we're doing things together. And, and let, let's be serious. We we do bribe them a decent amount, right? So there's a lot of candy. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ice cream on these trips and whatnot. Um, but again, the point remains: we are doing things together as family. And there's this idea in the Lord of the Rings. Uh, 
of going on adventure. And I think that this is – I think they do – I think uh, Tolkien does a great job of, of showing it. You know, it, throughout the book, the hobbits long for the comforts of the Shire, right? They long – they have this – their heart uh, will go back throughout the book, throughout this long journey. But it is, it is going on the adventure. It is going on the journey and getting out of the Shire that brings them to the people they ultimately are. Um, you know, you look at the formation of those people. And again, I don't need to, we already just did two episodes on, on Lord of the Rings. But um, if you look at the change in, in Sam and Pippin and Mary and Frodo by the end of the book, the only reason they are what they became is because they left and went on an adventure. So there is some level of getting out seeing new things and, be, and becoming a, a, a new person, right? So you're, you're getting out of your comfort zone and you're doing things that you otherwise wouldn't do. You're going on an adventure and you're going to come back differently. I mean, probably not substantially differently, but you're going to have a new experience in life. Uh, and again, if you're doing that as a family, if you're going on an adventure as a family, you know, you're, you're going to do something. You're going to grow together uh, as a family in some, some way. You might meet somebody, you might see something. Um, I know for, you know, I could say with us, you know, I, I, I we we try to in this trip, and I try to do it every time. I try to seek out again whether it's a whatever the Catholic shrines are on the way, uh, whatever the U.S. history things are on the way. So we followed the Lewis and Clark Trail pretty significantly this time. We've seen now almost all of the Missouri River portions of it, or as close to as we could. Seen a lot of that, um, and so we and we've been to two Lewis and Clark museums, so we're we're, we're obviously studying that stuff. Uh, we visited the Battle of Little Bighorn this time, so we, we studied that as well. Our kids have studied it, um, and then we, we listened to some talks on it, and then we went and we, we experienced it, right? So we experienced, and we, and we had to talk through that. You know, what does this mean to us as a people? You know, who, who are we cheering for? The Indians of the U.S. government, right? So this is like really uh, deep conversations that we're having with kids, that we're going on adventure, we're looking at these things. Um, and so there's there's a lot of growth happening, I think, for all of us, having these discussions. These were forced conversations uh, that we otherwise wouldn't have had. Um, I think that all of those things are good, and I think the the idea of going on adventure uh, is a good thing. Um, One of the other things I think that I get out of these trips, which is just a unique piece, and I think it's unique to this, is the level of camaraderie. And again, I mentioned that... um, the, the John Muir quote earlier that one touch of nature makes the whole world kin. When you go to a national park, really anywhere, but I happen to I happen to feel it more than national parks because they're just packed, right? There's people everywhere. In fact, now they, they you know ticket it just because you can't get as many people in. You are going to be camping next to and hiking next to people who are vastly different from yourself. A, they're probably going to come from a different point of the country. There are a lot of people from the, from the Midwest, but there are a lot of people from the East Coast and the West Coast and the South, people from all over. So you're going to meet people from different areas of the country. You're going to meet hardcore uh, people who are, who are atheists, people who are agnostic. Uh, you know, you're going to see the, the coexist bumper stickers everywhere. You're going to meet some like legit hippies. At the same time, you're going to meet mega wearing, you know, hat wearing people. You're going to meet strong evangelicals. You're going to meet strong Catholics. You're going to meet uh, uh, Orthodox Jews. You're going to meet uh, people from the Latter Day Saints community. All walks of life. We met people from all of these walks of life throughout, and we're all there for a common purpose, right? So all, even the people who are are non-believing, even like possibly working against the church, we're all there in unison, enjoying nature together. I think it's a really neat 
feeling uh, that you know you become friends with people. I didn't talk politics with any of these people uh, around the campsites. I got to know a bunch of them, uh, exchanged phone numbers with a handful of them, and. Now, here we are having these conversations, having these discussions, but it's all around nature. It's all around the experience. It's all around, and we get to other stuff. We talk about family things as well. But here we all are united around God's, God's beauty. Again, maybe they don't realize that. Maybe they don't know that's exactly what we're doing. But I, I think, gosh, how many other places in the world exist today in this hyper-partisan era that we live in where people come together – and live in, in, generally speaking, very unified, happy, uh, put together. It's just it's a beautiful community, and that that's something that always speaks to me. Um, and you know, do we use it as a means of evangelization? Yeah, we we all make sure they know that we're, you know, we obviously pray before meals. We're going to you know, we talk to them about how we're in church. We just got back from church. Whatever those things are, um, there's there's clearly. There's room for evangelization, but regardless of that, it's this idea that here are all these children of God living together, and, and what is bringing them together? It's all well, it's beauty, right? So Bishop Barron talks so often about we have to lead with beauty. There's something within us that that longs for beauty. How can we use that? How can we use the beauty of God's creation, the beauty of great art, whatever it is, beauty of liturgy? Some. How can we attract people with beauty? Because clearly there is something within people that is attracted to beauty. The national parks in America are jammed right now. So much so that, again, they have to like ticket. They have to, um, they've had to limit the amount of people who can come in because the demand is so high. The demand is high for beauty. The demand is high for people to get out and go places. You know, Cardinal Seurat talks often about getting out, getting out of this, the noise Finding God in nature. How much do, do you know? All these, a lot of these great thinkers, just talking about. You've got to turn it off. You've got to shut it off. You've got to go, get out, get to the mountains. John Muir, the mountains are calling, and I must go. All, I think all of us feel that, right? I think a lot of people, we we feel that, and um, because of that, that's again kind of from an evangelization standpoint. Understand, people want this. Um, another John Muir quote. Thousands of tired, nerve-shaken, over-civilized people are beginning to find out that going to the mountains is going home, that wildness is a necessity. I think that that's a true statement, that we have to get out. We have to get out of ourselves, get out of this noise and find beauty. And that is one of the things that we are always, you know, I think that's when we, when we go on these trips, we always realize, okay, we will find we will get to know God better through His creation. We will also, uh, for us, as a side note, you know, I think doing the Catholic thing, being able to to find Catholic churches. I mean, one of the ones we went to was you know two Sunday masses. One was um, in a Black, the Blackfoot Indian Reservation. So again, kind of a neat thing. We're talking about the the Blackfeet Indian. Um, Black Elk is a guy who they're trying to get up for for canonization. Black Elk actually fought at the Little Bighorn, uh, became a devout Catholic later in his life, and it was a was an evangelist of the of the, the faith and brought it to the Indian people there. Um, so you know, I got to learn about that. Got to go to a church. Um, got to be a part of the Blackfoot community there. Uh, and then the next Sunday, we found ourselves in a Spanish mass in Sioux City. Didn't know it was going to be in Spanish, but. Cool, you know, got to be a part of the Spanish community there, see how they do things, and you know, that's a neat, that's a neat thing for us to be able to experience these, um, 
to experience these communities that we otherwise wouldn't have. Um, so again, that's part of going on the adventure. That's going on the community. That's that is that is getting outside of ourselves. Um, but again, I think that the the overarching themes, finding God in nature. So again, it's not just one thing. It's a, it's a myriad of things. It's doing these hard things together. It's going on adventure. It's getting out of getting out of the Shire, getting out of West Des Moines, and doing doing fun things, doing hard things uh, together as a family. Uh, and it's finding this camaraderie with with other people who are outside of our normal social bubble. Uh, all of these things take place. Uh, within within these family trips, so again, I, we get a lot of questions on it. You know, people do come up to us uh, after we, we you know, whether it's friends of ours or random people, will we'll reach out to us and asking us a lot on the X's and O's, which is which is a, a probably a boring podcast and radio show that I'm not going to do on the X's and O's. If you ever want, re- feel free to reach out. Happy to talk through it about how we physically do it. Um, but again, I think uh, from the, the macro level. The, how it works and why we do it is the same. It is is we need to get out of ourselves. We need to go into nature and, and get closer to God through that. So, thanks for joining me. Uh, stick around. We're headed to a short break, and we'll be right back. Father PJ McManus here from Be Not Afraid. Join me along with Iowa Catholic Radio's Matt Wilcom for our Footprints of God Holy Land pilgrimage, November the twelfth through the twenty first of twenty twenty three. We'll see the Church of the Visitation, touch the top of Mount Calvary, and visit the famous Western Wall. Plus, expert pilgrimage guide and Catholic convert Steve Ray will be right there to bring the Bible to life at every site. Don't miss Iowa Catholic Radio's 2023 Holy Land pilgrimage. Early bird pricing available. Details at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Knights of Columbus, Borman, and Pfeiffer Agencies, serving Catholic families in Iowa, offering life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, and retirement annuities. The Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society able to provide financial security to members and their families. Learn how Knights of Columbus agent Justin Wadley can help. 563-689-6801. 563-689-6801 or kfc.org. Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Final thoughts on on getting out into nature. Uh, What I just mentioned there, right, so I I understand glaciers as a bear of a hike. We're talking about roughly 20 hours there, 20 hours back. And, you know, it's about 3,000 miles in total we did. That's clearly not for everyone. You know, you need two weeks to do that. Um, while I do encourage that you should try to find those, I think the further away you get, the more the adventure grows, the more a lot of these things come true. Now, but to find God in nature, I mentioned you could go to, you know, there are ponds in Des Moines. We, do, we hike Browns Woods every year. There are some spots within a day's drive of Iowa, like, like I mean, there and back, um, the lowest hills in uh, in the western part of the of the state are on my list to do. Uh, we almost stopped; we ran out of time. Um, but I've seen pictures. I know that's a gorgeous hiking spot. Very unique uh, formation, geological formation in the world it happens to be in western Iowa along the corridor there of I twenty nine. So lowest hills, northeast Iowa. About you know, we're talking three hours away. That's about two and a half hours away. You go three hours away to northeast Iowa, uh, and you can get into the Pikes Peak area. Uh, everything from Dubuque up, Makoka to Caves are spectacular. There's so much to see even in our state. Uh, there's the Backbone State Park area. A lot of the state parks, especially in the northeast, are just really cool. You can get to you know, obviously places in, 
in uh, Minnesota that are spectacular, even down to, to the southern Missouri area, if five hours, you can see some really, really cool stuff. So, again, you don't need to drive 30, 40, 50 hours. I think it helps. Um, but, again, I think the important thing is just taking time to decompress, turn off the phone. And, and to find God in nature. And again, as a family, if you've got a family, it also is a great opportunity to grow together as a family. Thanks for joining me today on Man Up on IO Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulus. It's time to man up. Man up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness. 